What's going on, Brotato Chip? That was a little loud. I'm going to have to turn that down in the uh, edits. But anyways, uh, I hope you're having a, a wonderful day or a fantastic day or whatever day you're listening to this. I hope you're having a good one. This is your boy, Jerry, the TRX for Washington here at General Finance Company Studio. Today is February 18th, 2022, and this is Season 9, Episode 18. And what do we have for you today? Today, we're talking about why you should give a damn. And I'm not just talking about just giving a damn about yourself, but I'm talking about giving a damn about your community, your neighborhood neighborhood, giving a damn about the people you love, giving a damn about this planet, you know, because a lot of people out there, they say they give a damn, but they really don't. How many times can I say damn in this intro? <laughs> but no, seriously, you know, a lot of people say they do uh, give, give a damn, but I'm going to just, yeah, you know what, I'm going to prove that uh, that theory uh, incorrect. There's a lot of people out there uh, that essentially they are scared to say what they want to say and it's not because they're afraid of other people, but it's because they're afraid of themselves. And I know that sounds a little bit esoteric, but we're going to get into it today. We're going to be talking about how you can make your life a little bit happier by giving a damn about yourself. And then not in a selfish way, in the way that will benefit everybody. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Season 9, Episode 18, Why You Should Give a Damn. So I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a story time here today because uh, <laughs> I started off today with a uh, Facebook interaction. Uh, it wasn't a negative one at all, but it was interesting because it made me think. You know, um, I have this local neighborhood uh, Facebook group called the, well, it's not important, but it's a local neighborhood Facebook group where a lot of people ask, you know, different questions about services and, you know, what's going on in the neighborhood. It's a relatively active neighborhood group with quite a few thousand members. So every once in a while, people ask for you know, a local personal trainer. And, you know, that's cool and all. And I definitely uh, like when people do that. But uh, the thing is that when I post uh, or, you know, when I put something up, it's uh, normally in response to somebody. I don't always respond. You know, a lot of people put up, you know, Jerry Washington is an awesome trainer, you know. And obviously, obviously people put up their, their favorite personal trainer, too. Yeah, I believe that everybody has their favorite trainer. So uh, what I'm talking about here is that. A lot of times when people uh, or when trainers, you know, advertise themselves or they respond to someone that's, you know, tag them you know, saying, you know, thank you or whatnot. They normally respond with, uh, uh, you know, pretty much what their services are. And that's great and all, you know, but it doesn't seem like in that case, you know, they're not selling themselves. And maybe they don't want to sell themselves. But at the end of the day, you know, we're always selling. You know, whether, we, whether we're selling uh, people on our services or we're selling people on someone else's services. That's what I've always heard. So 
I always try to approach it and I don't always respond because, you know, I'm just always, bu- I'm, I'm pretty busy, as you know. <laughs> but when I do respond, I, I, I always, you know, try to sell myself, you know, not necessarily in a way that sounds silly, uh, but just to, you know, tell my accomplishments and essentially uh, say how I can be a good fit for them. So, you know, for instance, this morning I said, you know, I'm a six-time All-American and, you know, the person was looking for someone to train their young athlete. And I said, I'm a six-time All-American and I have quite a few uh, of my clients that have played college sports. Now, I don't know if a lot of people would say that because you might think, you know, that sounds a little selfish or arrogant or pig-headed or whatever you want to say. But the reason why they would say that is because they would say that. What I'm saying here is that a lot of times... You know, people, they're, they're afraid to tout themselves because uh, they're not touting others. You know, like I just right before that post, I actually was talking about uh, or another trainer that I have trained with. And I said that person was a great trainer. So I'm, you know, just as happy to tout myself as I am to other people. Whereas other people are normally, you know, like I said, they're talking about other people. And that's why they're afraid to talk about themselves. So. You know, and it, it's it's wild, you know, this this Internet culture we're in, you know, people get overwhelmed or depressed by likes, you know, you know it's essentially a click that someone else, you know, mindlessly executed based on their presumptions about someone else. You know, and at the end of the day, what's most important is how you actually feel about yourself. You know, and to be honest with you, I, I personally deal with doubt and anxiety. You know, it, I know it sounds wild, but I do. You know, I wake up every morning with anxiety about everything that's going to happen for the day. And I get it. I get through it because I've done a lot and I've been successful at it, you know. Uh, but the only reason why I did all this stuff, honestly, is because I forced myself to. You know, I told myself I'm going to feel bad, like, no matter what. And that, you know, people were they're going to talk about me, uh, essentially, no matter what I do anyway. So I might as well find out what happens when I do the thing, you know, and just let them talk. The funny thing is that, yeah, people will talk, but it's not as many as you would think. And uh, most of those people that will talk are not the people that actually have any bearing on your results, you know. So, and then furthermore, you know, those people will likely stop talking as as you get more and more positive results. So, quick story: I remember uh, my freshman year in college. I was, you know, I was playing football. Uh, I was recruited to play receiver, although I hadn't really played receiver in high school. You know, I was really fast, though. I mean, I, they did my 40 time, and I was the fastest person on the team. So I had played lineman, believe it or not, when I was in high school. So they said, you know, we'll try you at wide, re- at wide receiver. I, I didn't play lineman, so to speak. I was a tight end. So, you know, tight end is a receiver that can catch, for those of you that are not familiar with football. Uh, but for the most part, the way my offense in high school worked, I was pretty much a blocker. And I was a pretty good blocker because I was, I was quick and I was strong. You know, in high school, you don't need to be like 300 pounds to be a good lineman. You just have to be pretty quick and pretty strong. So that's what I was. So uh, they put me in as wide receiver, and I, I couldn't catch. You know, I really couldn't. I, I probably still can't. You know, I just wasn't my forte. So, uh, but the thing was about that, you know, people made fun of me and they said, Hey, you know, this this guy can't catch. He's all fast and he can't do anything else with the ball. 
And, you know, that may be true, but they hadn't seen me on the track. You know, football season was before track season. So, you know, they had oh, they had all they can say about me uh, as not being a good football player. And you know, I understand that I wasn't a good football player. So it is what it is, you know, but that that talk had actually no bearing on my results on the track. However, I do have to admit that that kind of drove me to be uh, the best I can be. You know, it gave me a little bit of that desire to show them up, you know. So uh, I just wanted to prove that I could really be be good at something, you know, and be good something I'm already good at, or at least be the best at something that I'm already good at. So I tried. And so I got pretty good at track. My first season, I got to national. So, you know, the next football season, not many people made fun of me. A few people did, but they still made fun of me. And um, I tell you, the next year when I had pretty much broke all the sprint records at the school and on my way to be a six-time All-American, and no one really made fun of me anymore, you know. And I also quit the football team, so that was part of it too. So, uh, you know, I liked football. You know, it was fun, and it got me doing different things that you wouldn't do on a track. Uh, But I had more fun sprinting. You know, I just had more fun because uh, for me, sprinting is, even though it's only a few seconds long, it was like my place of peace. You know, it's where you just go inside yourself and you just go. You know, you don't have to think about anything else. You don't have to interact with anybody else. You just go. You deep reach deep down inside and you pull out what you can pull out. So that's what I liked about it. You know, and obviously I was you know better at it. So the thing to, to take away from that is that, you know, it's best to know yourself and to love yourself. You know, and by knowing yourself and loving yourself, you essentially would be training yourself to be great at the things you're good at. So what I'm saying here to wrap this up is like, you know, more people out there are doing the thing that they're not good at more people than you probably think and some people are even actually successful at it and they make a lot of money doing something that they absolutely hate and that's crazy but those people often uh, make fun of people that are doing what they love and are good at it because deep down inside they wish that could be them and you know the moral of the story i guess is you know don't don't force yourself to do what you don't love you know especially if you're not good at it you know, however, when it comes to things that you need to be good at, you know, like, for instance, for me, when I was running track, I was practicing my starts and doing drills to make sure that my footwork was, was all right. You know, don't skimp on the practice. So, you know, doing what you love sometimes necessitates that you have to do things that you need to be good at. And those things may not necessarily be the fun things in life, but if you consistently practice those things, You know, this is kind of to go back to what I was talking about on Wednesday. If you consistently practice those things, uh, doing the things that you love, you know, like you have to do the things that you may not like to do uh, to get better at the things you love. And that's important. It's all about seeing the big picture, you know, and um, really the big picture is that you want to be happy and you want to live a life that just brings you joy daily. Yeah, that's how we'll wrap it up, you know, just practice those things that you enjoy and, uh, you know, keep keep working on those things that you need to be good at, you know, whether you like them or not, just recognize those things that you need to be good at and practice those things. Like, for instance, I'm not necessarily, I'm not always, yeah, I'm not always good at uh, posting on social media when I like to, but I do it a lot because... I know I need to be good at it. So, (laughs) you know, uh, eventually, you know, I'll have someone else that I'll probably hire to do that stuff. But 
there are things that you need to be good at. And until you have the resources to hire someone else to uh, do them for you, uh, practice those things so that the things that you love can come to fruition. All right. That does it for my day. It does it for my week. I really do appreciate you listening. I hope you had a uh, great week, a great time listening to this. If you did, feel free to leave a rating or review. Tell people how you feel about this podcast. And of course, I'd love for you to subscribe so that you can be updated, notified every time I release a new episode on the airwaves. All right, I'll check you later. And as always, keep good company. Keep good company.